Welcome to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Absolutely. Next up is going to be downtown Lube. Make sure you visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Not a matter of matter of when you're going to need that oil change and those tire service, just like I did this past weekend. So make sure you make your way down to downtown And Lube. welcome to the show. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Apple, Spotify, right here in the call-in app, no matter where you're listening, we do appreciate you guys. And we are Coming off of a big weekend for us, we played mm-hmm. in the, I don't know how many they've done this year, the 2023 Sports Edge Golf Tournament. This is a golf tournament we've been playing in for a while. We enjoyed ourselves this weekend. Yeah, a little too much because looking back, having a hard time remembering how well I played. And if I have to remember how well I played, that means I know I played pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, I don't think it was our best out. Which... Which just goes to show how frustrating it is for golf because the two times I went golfing before, I was playing so well. Hitting the ball straight, feeling comfortable with the drive, good with my wedges, putting was clutch, you know, being able to hit 10-foot putts for par. None of that was available on Friday. I think I'm getting worse at golf. It's like the more you care, the worse you get. I'm saying that well, just in general, we not directed towards you. I talked to you about how terrible I was playing. And you were like, just go back to your I-don't-give-a-crap attitude. Like, yeah, you're right. I don't care. We're not going to win this thing. Then hit a really mm-hmm. nice shot. It's like, why do I even care? Just stop caring. <laughs> it's like that scene from Forgetting Sarah Marshall when he's trying to surf. It's like, just do less. No, too much. Do less. That's me as a golfer. I just have to do less and not care. And then I play not bad. For myself. Out of the 16 holes that we played, I don't think any of my drives went correct. straight. 16 holes were played. I was, you did not misspeak. Yep. We played nope. 16. I know a lot of people are starting to wonder, you know, my capabilities of typing and talking, you know, formally doing it for a living. Uh, been struggling as of late. I don't know if it's been lack of sleep or just... Your texting has been real My bad. mind is just melting. I, I don't know what behind it the is, scenes, I, you texted the other day in a group chat, and I was like, "Man, your typos! I don't even know what you're trying to say." It wasn't even just yeah. that; it's been the like last week or two. You've had so many typos, and I don't know text. if my if my mind is moving faster than when I'm trying to type the thought out, so it's like they're getting congested. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, okay, this is what I'm gonna type, but then I start thinking about something else, so I randomly type that word in there, and it's just why in the world did I put Greek in the middle of a conversation of asking, "Hey, what are you doing tonight?" Hey, what are you Greek tonight? What? What? Makes zero sense. I've been getting really bad about trying to text from my watch. It's I never stupid. tried. I it's not even a function that you should do. It messes up every time. <laughs> and then I'll oh, see yeah. it on my watch and try to fix it. Can't fix it. Then have to try to do it from my phone. It's stupid. What I, I think a, a huge part of my problem, too, is I use just the swipe text on Apple now with one hand. 
because I always have like, you know, I'm either walking Reese or which is my dog or I'm sitting there trying to clean or cook or I'm just, I'm, I feel like I'm always doing something else while I'm trying to send a text. So it's not like I'm just two handing it. It's just the one swipe and I just continue to mess up words and I don't catch it until after I've pressed send. So then I got to edit it and then I mess up the edit. So then I got to edit once again and it's like, forget about it. I'm just going to do the number of notifications. Sometimes I see on my watch from you editing your text. <laughs> it's like, wow, I'm I so have sorry. four text messages right now. Open up my phone. I have one text. It's been edited. <laughs> Three edits. <laughs> <laughs> but on Eight my watch, it comes through. Each one is its own like text and notification. I don't know if anybody else has that. Problem. Yeah. It'll get me back. Oh, I'm popular. Something's going on. Let me look. Nope. Just big yeah. country. And speaking of problems, our play on the golf tournament on Friday, it was a lot of fun. Thank you, Rob. I'm sure you had a lot of people complaining. That just tends to happen with golf tournaments. Someone else has a better idea of what should have been done or why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And it's like, well, hey, why don't you go play in a golf tournament and then you try and just handle every single issue that comes up? I thought Rob did a great job. It just stinks that that was the day it decided to rain. And the two days <laughs> – since then have been absolutely Yesterday, gorgeous. So we Best days we've Friday. had in the year. Saturday was the nicest day possible. It was 70, 72 oh, degrees. Cool, cool breeze, breeze. But I, not a wind. Not wind, just a cool breeze. Mm-hmm. It was perfect outside. Yeah. I felt for Rob. Who does? He's our buddy. He plans the whole show, or sorry, the whole tournament like by himself, does it all. It's so mm-hmm. hard to accommodate for everybody. Anytime you're planning something like this, and you did 18 holes, what, four golfers per hole. I mean, that's, yep. that's a lot of people to try to account for. I had one hell of a time. But we've also I seen that too. side of trying to plan a golf tournament. It's tough. And then the people that complain. You're happy when it's over. You're excited about a new golf tournament. You know, people are asking you, like, all right, hey, cool, yeah, well, let's get this going and rolling. And then once it's over with you, like, thank God. One less thing to worry fun. about. Can't now. wait to do it again next year. And, of course, we're going to have a golf tournament uh, coming up next month. Father's Day weekend already filled up, so we can't even promote it. So, if you're sitting here listening, going, "Why in the world have we not heard about this yet?" Well, we didn't really have time Hopefully to talk about some it. Some of the people that are filled listening up. are playing. Uh, those spots did fill yeah. up fast. Let's do talk about uh, actual professional sports that people do care about. And one thing that we've been talking a lot about lately in the world of football is quarterback contracts and what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And one of those big names has been Joe Burrow of what's going to happen with him, what's his contract going to look like. And he had some interesting things to say uh, this week about his contract, and I do love it because I've been kind of wrong. I said he wouldn't take the hometown discount. And then Joe Burrow Mm -hmm. came out and said that uh, contract extension is in the works and that he's involved in the discussions. And that he added having other players on the roster that are due for paydays is on his mind. And props to him. I have not been Joe Burrow's biggest fan I think he's a really good football player. I think he kind of comes off as a, a little cocky sometimes, mm-hmm. but good for him. I, I think that more quarterbacks need to realize this at their position, that it's cool if you want to go out there and you want to make $55 million. Who doesn't? But if you mm-hmm. want to be competitive, you might need to take $52, 50000000 million. And I know that doesn't seem like a big you know, amount of change. Like, how can that affect a team? That's one extra player, two extra players that you might be able to get. Or structuring it in a way that maybe you still get your money, but you're flexible with the salary cap and the way that you're getting paid. So good for Joe Burrow. I, I like this. For Even as a Chiefs fan, I, I like yeah. that other guys are doing it, and he needs to be rewarded for it. Not that I'm faulting guys like Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts for taking their money, 
but it is also cool to see a, a guy come out and say, nope, I'm, I'm thinking about my guys. I want them to get paid. I want them to be here. And I've already seen, uh, you know, quotes from T. Higgins, from Jamar Chase. I'm like, yeah, that's our quarterback. That's our guy. Yeah. You would love to have those two guys around if you could. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, let's say instead of going for 55, you settle for 45, which is $10 million. That's a lot. But I don't know. At that point, when you're already making that much money, do you really see that much of a difference in your livelihood? You know what I mean? But you would tell the difference in your livelihood of having two fantastic receivers through the entire length of your career in Cincinnati. That would be a huge difference. And I think another thing with Joe Burrow is, we know he's going to be around for the long haul. We know he wants to be in Cincinnati. We know Cincinnati loves him. We know he's a great quarterback. We know he can lead a team to the Super Bowl. Just let me have one less thing to worry about with this contract. Let's just get a long extension done, have the money be this and that. Let's keep everybody around, and let's keep trying to find our way back to the Super Bowl. And that's what you want to have as a fan base. You just one less thing to worry about. And, you know, with the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts, you didn't even really see it coming, a contract that big. And they get paid, absolutely deserves it with Jalen Hurts. He's gotten better every year of his career, something I talk about when we mention, you know, Josh Allen as well. Every single year they've gotten better. Jalen Hurts gets paid. With Lamar Jackson, I almost just can't help but wonder with that of, like, okay, yes, you've gotten better every year of your career as well. How much longer are you going to be around? How much longer are you going to be able to keep up that style of play? And the same question can go to Jalen Hurts. If you're running around, you know what I mean, you're doing these QB sneaks. QB sneak, you don't really get hurt. Ask Patrick Mahomes. Your kneecap ends up on the side of your leg at some point. After a while, it's like, who's going to be lasting longer with these types of contracts? So with maybe Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, it's let's get our money now. Let's do this. And Joe Burrow, I'll continue to make this money 15 years down the road. I'm not going anywhere. And that, I think that's another trend that we're seeing, too. You mentioned the contract length. Saw Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts both take five-year deals. I think mm-hmm. that's a, another thing where players are going to start to bet on themselves. Which it will be interesting. I think you're right about those two players of their style of play and how much they run the ball. Uh, you know, guys like Josh Allen as well they run the ball so much. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, he signed a longer deal when his, his deal was up. But for a guy like Joe Burrow, I'd try to lock him up as long as you can. Like, yeah. If you can start talking to him about a 10-year contract, do it. Because I would not worry about his style of play regressing. I'm not too worried about him getting injured or anything like that. I think the Bengals would be smart. And even, you know, going to the Chargers and Justin Herbert, too. Mm-hmm. I don't think Herbert's been as good as Burrow. He hasn't led his team to a Super Bowl, obviously. But trying to get those two guys locked up for as long as you possibly can, yeah, you, you do that. Absolutely. And another thing with Joe Burrow, too, is we've got to remember the age. He's, an, you know, kind of an older young guy in the league. He's already 26 years old, right? He is the same age as Patrick Mahomes, but two less years of experience. Yeah, he is. He's in the league. kind of sneaky old. Because he still he feels like he should probably be 23, 24. And you're mm-hmm. right, he's 26 years old. I was looking at some baseball stuff today, too, just casually reading. Juan Soto is so young. Do you know how old Juan Soto is? He's 24 25? years old. Yeah. Is he really? I know I'm one year off, but still, like... Mm-hmm. I was reading an article on... Um, ESPN about the top young players and it was like every player, top players born in 1998. He was at the top of the list with guys that are like Adley Rutschman, who's a like a, on his second year, you know, like rookie players. And then mm-hmm. there's Juan Soto, who feels like he's been in the majors for five years or so, and he's only 24 yeah. years old. He's he is sneaky young, whereas Joe Burrow 
it is a little bit sneaky. Sneaky old? I don't think it's uh, too much of a concern. If, if you're the Bengals, you're pretty happy with Joe Burrow. And you're going to yeah. be. And still, like, give him a 10-year. going to smoke that Joe Burrow. I think that every time someone says his name. Joe Burrow. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' is dad. I'm going to go smoke that Joe no Burrow. Idea. He's got that cigar in his mouth. <laughs> no Are you serious? God, I think that video is hilarious. At all. And even looking at, like, you talked about the Bengals. Every time we talk about the Bengals, I think about their Super Bowl potential. I, I think that they could be my Super Bowl pick this year. It's still maybe a little bit early to be throwing that word around. Mm-hmm. I don't like picking teams like the Chiefs to repeat. Do I think they're Super Bowl contenders? Hell yes. I, obviously they are. But I don't like making my Super Bowl winner a repeat. I don't, yeah. And I mean, like, even looking around the rest of the league, it's, it's crazy to be a Chiefs fan sitting here. I didn't think they were going to win the Super Bowl last year. I didn't predict them to go there and do it. You know I mean, as the season was going on there in the playoffs. I did not pick the Chargers. Um, and, you know, even in the playoffs, you kind of start to realize, like, as a fan, you're like, okay, like, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Chiefs. But then you're just kind of worrying the rest of the way, like, oh, am I going to jinx this team? You're just waiting for things to still go wrong. Like, it's still the former days of being a Chiefs fan with, you know, everyone else, a quarterback besides Patrick Mahomes in the last two years of Alex Smith. Just things failed miserably. And now it's just moving forward. It's the, you know, Denver Broncos. They got Sean Payton as a head coach. The Chargers. Quentin Johnson in the draft. That's another big body receiver that's going to help them. The Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't lose. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. How many more times does he got to get pissed off and disappointed in the playoffs before something happens their way? The AFC you know what I mean? So and then Lamar Jackson, if he stays healthy with the Ravens, they probably beat the Bengals last year in the playoffs. The Bengals continue to find ways to win. The Jaguars, not that far behind Browns as much as Deshaun everyone thought. Watson? Oh, my gosh, the Browns as well. The, Thank hell, the you. Dolphins? And then, like... Let's say with the Colts, too. I know they're kind of, you know, a dark horse here. If everything starts hitting for them and they stay healthy and Anthony Richardson ends up being decent, that might be another team we're sitting here going, like, didn't expect them to be here this soon. Didn't expect Anthony Richardson to have there it figured out. There are three teams in the AFC that I just I don't think are very good. The Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Tennessee Titans. All three of them drafted a rookie quarterback this year. <laughs> so even for those fan bases, it's like, yeah, we're not very good, yeah. but – just drafted a quarterback. <laughs> you better watch your mouth. So, like, that's the entire <laughs> AFC. We're running through these teams. And, like, the Steelers. Brother, we haven't even mentioned the Jets. Can't forget Aaron Rodgers. The, like, every team uh, in the AFC. The Patriots nice. with Bill O'Brien as an offensive coordinator. Yeah, right? Like, hey, Mac Jones finally has an offensive coordinator. Then you peek to the other side. I don't feel good about anybody except for the Eagles in the NFC. <laughs> The fa- the the fannies <laughs> the forty like, is what I was trying to say. Even with them, questions at quarterback. Is Brock Purdy like? Yeah. Even before he got hurt, I questioned if he would be able to do it again. I saw someone from a blog post today says that a uh, Trey Lance uh, seems renewed or revamped after workouts mm-hmm. with Patrick Mahomes. Like something's clicked and he looks much better. That's great. But you also have Sam Donald sitting there, and I think this is a perfect offense for him. I think we've talked about it before here. I would like to see that possibility. I would like to see that relationship with Kyle Shanahan and Sam Darnold possibly be something. But then it's Brock Purdy already showed it last year. Trey Lance, you traded up to get. We got to saw a glimpse of it before he got hurt. Tell me the 49ers have three options of quarterback that could all be reliable and end up with the same yeah, result. I think the 49ers will be good. I, I would pick them to win the NFC West. What do you think on the, the Rams sticking in the NFC West? I think... 
I question Matt Stafford, but I think he's going to prove me wrong. So do I question him? I don't know. I'm in my own head about that one. Uh, yeah. Just him coming back from an injury, him being a little bit older, and with the Rams as a whole, I question their buy-in. That's another thing that we've talked about, too, that's becoming yeah. like a narrative on this show. Is Sean McVay in it? Is Aaron Donald in it? I mean, they became like we've seen teams get complacent after a Super Bowl. They didn't get complacent. They just checked out and were satisfied. Yeah. Uh, they barely even showed up, and most of them thought about retiring. And then Matt Stafford gets hurt. So we'll see. This is, is going to be another prove-it year for them. If they're bad, and this is way too early to have this conversation, but if they're bad, I think you have to start wondering, has Sean McVay lost that locker room? If they're bad, they could come out and win the NFC West and look great with Matt yeah. Stafford healthy. But at some point, I think Sean McVay's kind of hardo vibe and demeanor, I think it's going to run stale. Yeah, I wonder if it's that or if it's just these guys have already reached the pinnacle of their career. They're all older. They finally won a Super Bowl. I mean, the Rams are an old Yeah, they're going to be rebuilding soon. They don't really have a choice. And then, you know, then it comes the question, does Sean McVay want to be around for a rebuild? Or are they just going to go buy someone to get in a free agency like they had? Be like, screw number one picks or first round picks. Don't like him anyways. We'll continue to trade him and just get guys in here. Maybe that works out for him down the road. But sticking with the NFC and other teams that are just kind of like Ant, the Vikings, there's no reason why they shouldn't be good yeah. next year. The division's wide open. You should own that. And I know we've been talking about the Lions. I praise the Lions. I'm excited to see them be good. The Vikings, you've been waiting for Aaron Rodgers to get out of this division. This is your opportunity. Yeah, I think so, too. And looking at them, I, I could see any of those teams in the NFC North being good this year. Making Obviously, mm-hmm. one of them is going to make the playoffs. But I, I could see double-digit wins easily. Now, if you told me uh, that you've seen the future and that the Chicago Bears win 12 games this year, I'd believe that. The Lions, you'll say they win 12 games? Sure. Green Bay Packers? Mm-hmm. Sure, I can buy that. Minnesota Vikings? Yeah, Jordan Love hits. Packers find I, another I, I can believe that narrative about any of them. I'm not going to believe that about the Titans. Will Levis might be very good. I don't think they're winning 12 games. <laughs> you know, but uh, anybody in the <laughs> NFC North, I could see that happening. The NFC South, I don't like that division at all, actually. I think it might be the worst one in football. Yeah. I think it's worse than the AFC South. Again, those teams in the AFC South drafted rookie quarterbacks. There's a lot to look forward to. You have Trevor Lawrence in there. NFC South, Bryce Young. Desmond Ritter. Gave up a lot to get him, yeah. Oh, bro, Derek Carr to the Saints. Hey. Right? Show them some love. What are your thoughts on the Saints? there. I feel real good about it. Our guy, Damien, usually listens to the show every day. I don't think he's in today. Um, first off, congratulations on graduating college. He's a new teacher, head baseball coach at a local school here. Um, having some success. Want to give him a shout-out. He's been asking me for weeks to talk about the Saints. Hasn't really much to talk about, but if they don't win the division, blow it up, I guess. I feel like that's been the Saints for a while. And I'm not a Saints hater. I think they have Very the best true. color scheme in football. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's not something you're too excited about. You love the yeah, gold that black, black gold yeah. Good. You've got some, obviously, some pieces. And I like that they're reloading for another run with Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. I think Derek Carr can still be very good. They've got great offensive line still. Yeah. Chris Olave looks Chris like Olave. a legit top 10 Would have been rookie of the year if he doesn't get hurt. Uh, maybe not this mm-hmm. year, but soon. Uh, he could be Michael Thomas, hopefully coming back healthy and motivated. Alvin Kamara, if he's not going to miss too many games. Like, there's a lot of pieces there on offense. 
and then you brought in some some pretty solid guys on defense too. So the Saints could very easily win that division. Like they could run away with it by week nine, week ten, and everybody else just be out of it. That's not even trying to pander to our listener who's a Saints fan. I think the Falcons are going to be very bad, which is going to be very good for them because I want them to draft Caleb Williams. The Panthers are going to have a learning curve with Bryce Young coming into the NFL. Even if he's the rookie of the year, I think they could struggle. In Tampa Bay with Baker Mayfield, I don't see that at all. So I I think the Saints will win this division very easily. If the Falcons end up with Caleb Williams, that's going to be a scary I just want it to happen. I I put out a mock draft a couple months ago. And I had the Falcons drafting first, and somebody even commented, why do you have the Falcons drafting first? They won this many games last year. Because I want to see it. How about that? People are always like, oh, the draft order's from Super Bowl odds. I want the Falcons to be bad. There it is. (laughs) Truth be told. I want them to get Caleb Williams. Like, Caleb Williams would even look cool in Atlanta. Caleb Williams, Bijan, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. Jesus, I want to see it real bad. That's like a team I would draft on Madden. Well, yeah, I'm blowing yeah. it up. I'm getting as many first-round picks as I can. <laughs> I'm just doing it. It would be fun. If the Falcons end up winning enough games and the San Francisco 49ers decide to go with Brock Purdy, give whatever you have to for Trey Lance because I think that's another fantastic fit there. Yeah. Like I would like to see Trey Lance get an opportunity to be the yeah. starter somewhere. I think he's going to get an opportunity. If it's not in San Francisco, maybe someone else. I, I would like to see that. As well, because mm-hmm. Trey Lance had so much promise, and he's sneaky young as well. And speaking of yeah, San Francisco, too, it sounds like um, San Francisco is going to get Super Bowl 60. Uh, there's a lot of talk that I think this week or next week that's going to become official. And they just had the Super Bowl. Trey Lance is 23, sorry. Not too long ago. They had Super Bowl 50. And this will be Super Bowl 60 that they get. So only a 10-year wait for them. I'm kind of surprised it's going back to San Francisco. And I Googled it a little bit. I remember there being a lot of problems with the field in San Francisco when they had the Super Bowl there. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I think that was... Because that was the Broncos and, uh, and like, Panthers. Yes. The, and yeah, the first snap. Like, the ball was all over the place. Guys couldn't get their footing. Uh-huh. It can't be much worse than what we saw this year with this new grass. No joke. Like, Stop trying new grasses at the Super Bowl. Well, how about that? Seems like a good idea. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't. This is not the time to debut something you've never tried before. As a, a <laughs> this has been years in the making. Multi-million dollar grass sucks. Mm-hmm. And like the amount of paint that's on there too. Like it's okay. We don't need that many logos on the field. You know, just display it on TV yeah, if you really screen. want that much stuff on just there. Like you do the yellow yes. line. Like, golly, it's not that big of a deal to have the logo. There's no reason for that much stuff to be in the, the middle. NFL is so greedy. Like that's where all the play is. Yeah. So I, I would rather see them spread it out to some other cities. I don't know. I'm not going to go to it regardless. But it would be nice to get some other cities, or or maybe San Francisco. This is your second shot, you know, in your new stadium to to get it right. Yeah. This time, but I, I did think it was a little interesting. They only had to wait ten years to get their Super Bowl. And you just have a lot of other stadiums that probably deserve one. I still like the cold weather stadiums. When was the last time we've seen one? There's one. Uh, New York had a Super Bowl. That was a long and everybody time ago, was wasn't pissed. it? Everybody was pissed. And I get it. It's not ideal. But who cares? Like, it is yeah. what it is. 
I was trying to look it up real quick. I, I can't find it. 2014? I was trying to think. 2014 it was in New York? Yikes. Yeah. And I, a lot of people hated it again because hmm. it's cold weather. Man, that's part of football, though. Yeah. Or even some of these cold weather cities, but you have a dome. Indianapolis is great. It is for sure. Yeah. Indianapolis just – that city so used to conventions at this point that they handle everything and surviving so well. the NFL crowds, too, with mm-hmm. the combine. Yeah. It's, that would be just a yeah. great fit. Miami was a wonderful time. Yes, it was. Probably a little bit biased. It's the only Super Bowl I've been to. <laughs> and it was also my <laughs> favorite one the Super Bowl. So. <laughs> and there was the ocean. Yeah, and, yeah. Always be a dream come always true. Dream. Uh, but speaking of dream come true, we also had the NBA draft lottery last week. And I, I felt very good about myself. I really I patted myself. You on the should, back. honestly. Very I am proud of you. For calling this one. Uh, it's the most rigged thing in all of sports. That is the NBA draft lottery. The San Antonio Spurs win. I don't know what the behind-the-scenes system is. I saw some TikTok videos this week. I saw some tweets trying to explain the system and how you have to have a certain number combination, and that's how you know if you're getting the pick or not. False. It's all rigged. It's all fake. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if you just you wait and then you get to turn in your bid for like, hey, this is why we deserve the number one pick. But the Spurs do it better than anyone. This will be, like I think, the third time they've had the number one pick. And they landed David Robinson, Tim Duncan, and now they're going to get Wimby as well. It's like, is there a seven-footer who's going to be a franchise-changing player? Yep, we'll go ahead and take him then. And honestly, wow. I could not be more excited about it. It is going to be fun to see him in the league. It's going to see. It's going to be fun to see him with Pop too. But it also just makes me wonder, like, how much longer is Pop yeah, going to be around? Not long, I don't think. But I, I think that with Wimbenyama, I, I, players are going to be excited to play with him. God, I hope he lives up to the hype too. I, I want yeah, not no even joke. just because I'm jumping back on the Spurs bandwagon. I want that. I want him to be the. I don't want Ben Simmons. That's what I don't want. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. I want this to be like a Greek freak, where it's like, hey, we predicted this kid to be well. There's a lot of storyline headlines around him. Now he is. Same with Luca. You know what I mean? Right. Like these foreign players that come over, and it's like, well, yeah, I'm not really sure. And then it's like, okay, holy yeah. smokes. And I yeah. won't pretend that I've done any type of scouting on him. Yeah, I have just none. read what everybody else is saying, that he's the best NBA prospect since LeBron James. And even I, – I don't remember who it was. It's been a minute now. Somebody came out and said, like, he's more of a surefire prospect than LeBron because LeBron didn't have a developed shot yet, and this kid does. Yeah, holy cow. But we'll see. I, I don't know. I know that I've watched a couple of his highlights and a few games here and there. I want him to be good. I want him to add about 50 pounds, but who knows if he'll do that. I think that Giannis – again, I have only watched very limited uh, time of his. The Giannis comp mm-hmm. of like, hey, this guy who's going to project very well needs to add some weight. But, man, Giannis did. Boy, yeah. Like, even see him as an 18-year-old kid coming over to Milwaukee and then see him now. Or, like, even kind of just leading up to that in-between gap where he was still kind of developing, growing into a man. And he was just, you could tell of his hard work in the gym was progressing every single year. Like, it's just insane how strong he got while continuing to develop his mm-hmm. game. Yeah, I think that was actually really I mean, cool he went, to see, Yeah, too. he went from being a scrawny kid who weighed like a hun- mm-hmm. 190 pounds 
to now he's up to 240. <laughs> he literally gained 50 pounds, and it's all muscle. <laughs> we yeah. talked a while back about, like, if you could have anyone's body, who would it be? Giannis is too tall because you, you can't hide. But that dude yeah. is just yoked up. He, he looks phenomenal, especially for a basketball player. Too. Uh, Lucas Van Ness is my new is my new pick. Have you seen that dude? I have. Uh, not. That's a walking Superman. Him and Aiden Hutchinson both dude. It's like Jesus. I haven't seen. I I've obviously I've watched his tape, but I haven't seen mm-hmm. like his yeah. combine. I started following him on Instagram because it was kind of like one of those deals where it was like, hey, I have a draft crush. I want the Chiefs to take him. Like, I thought it would be great outs- like on the outside of the Chiefs version of the Greek Freak. So I was like, I'm just going to call it. Boom, follow him. He fits that other, the, the stereotypical white pass rusher. The mm-hmm. Nick Bosa, Aiden Hutchinson. Yep. Yeah, Jared Allen. He is, he is that build. Good for him if you can get it. Wish I had that build. He's got to work a little harder. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the Spurs get the first pick in the NBA draft, <laughs> uh, followed by the Hornets, the Blazers, Rockets, and Pistons. That was a, another one that we had kind of talked about before, too. Like, I didn't think the Pistons would get it. They'd kind of already cashed in uh, on Cade Cunningham. Yeah, you got who, Jaden Ivey last year. Of, They've had their opportunities. Yeah. The Rockets kind of got theirs. And then the other two teams that I, I kind of thought that it could be, the Hornets, Michael Jordan, it's like eventually he's going to get one. He's gotten two a couple times. He's going to get the number one pick eventually. And then I thought maybe with the Blazers, that the NBA would rig it to where Dame Lillard got his running mate. Of like, hey, we can't get any free agents to come here for this guy. Fine. Go draft one. But it also it, it kind of yeah. appears to be a three-player draft. So even if you're the Hornets and if you're the Blazers, uh, Brandon Miller, a lot of talk about him during the college basketball season. Player from Alabama. He hasn't been charged with anything. <laughs> yep. Is it that player? So uh, he's going to get drafted. And then Scoot Henderson, uh, another player. I haven't seen him play yet. But I, I think in a normal year where you don't have this generational, I don't even know if you can call it generational talent because we, you just don't see players like Wimby come through. Brandon Miller yeah. and a Scoot Henderson, those would be good, solid top overall picks. Even going back to a couple of years ago when the Timberwolves took uh, Anthony Edwards, I, I think Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson might be better prospects than that. And I like Anthony Edwards. He's a good player. Yeah. But I, I think that we could see this be a pretty special NBA draft. And there's always a couple guys that slip through the cracks. If somebody's going to get drafted like 12th overall. And we're going to look back and say, like, hey, how'd that player slip? Like, what, what were you guys thinking? Well, it's the NBA. It's a crap yeah. shoot. Who knows what's going to happen? Even last year, looking at the 2022 NBA draft, you saw a number 12 overall, Jalen Williams, to the Oklahoma City Thunder. I had no idea who he was. Never heard of him. He's pretty damn good this year. And, like, speaking of OKC, I want to see them be mm-hmm. good, too. Like, that's, we saw them make, almost make the playoffs last year. Or this season, excuse me. You bring back the old Slim Reaper from Gonzaga, Chet Holgram. I don't know. Maybe it happens next year. But sticking with like this year, is there anyone that like you kind of heard like rumor mill of like, hey, like maybe keep an eye on this kid? No. I'm not gonna sit here and try and call you the no, NBA not, scout, right? But I haven't done any NBA draft scout. Excuse me. Kind of work on these guys yet. I'm interested to see where Grady Dick goes. 
and what kind of player he can yeah. be after seeing him play at Kansas for a year. He's so much bigger than he looks. He's six foot seven, two hundred pounds. And I know he looks tall. six Holy three, cow. six four. Or maybe he just I assume that he is. But he's not. He's he's a you know shooting guard, small forward type. He's gonna play on the wing. He's pretty athletic, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, he can jump. Some people might hear that and be like, well, yeah, no shit. But it's just, he is. Like, he does everything defensively, offensively. He runs the floor well. She's the floor well. And we got to watch him play in person, you know, KU versus Texas. That was a very enjoyable game, very enjoyable trip. Uh, very hot in that arena. I understand now why everyone wears basketball jerseys. something you had said, and it was like, yeah. I had to go buy shirts. So I bought a Grady Dick shirt, and all it is so is a cartoon version of him. Like, oh, absolutely. That's my, I'm not going to jinx it. But, uh. It just says, like, dick real big across it. I was going to say what type of shirt it is, but I'm not going to jinx it. It's a shirt I like to wear where it's a win or lose type of situation. So it's a good luck. It's a superstitious shirt. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> All right. Can't be you said a lot, so you might as well just lean into it. Yeah, it's my good luck shirt. Good luck shirt. Chiefs won the Super Bowl in that shirt. Let me say that. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Well done. Thank you. Uh, Anthony Black. He also won the AC Championship out of Arkansas. <laughs> Anywho. I liked watching yeah. him. I don't, I don't know how good he is as a prospect, but I, I thought that he was a guy that could probably transition to the NBA and be fairly good. But I don't know. I could be wildly wrong. Like He could be out of the league in two years. And I, just, <laughs> I don't know because I don't know anything about the NBA. It's so hard to draft these guys. Even looking back at last year's draft, Paulo Boncaro went number one overall, and a lot of people questioned that. Now, pat myself on the back, I did think Paulo was going to be very good, and he should have been the first pick. But a lot of people hated that. Yeah, I had zero idea like when last he, year's. When he went first overall, people were like, oh, that's not good. Should have took uh, Jabari Smith number one overall. No. <laughs> the Magic Worked got out pretty it right. Well for you. They got it very, very right with that pick. And then Chet Holmgren went to... Uh, and then abruptly got injured. So we'll see what happens with him. He's going to get one of those redshirt years where the NBA is going to classify him as a rookie next year. I'm sure they will. With who, sorry? Oh, yeah. Um, what about speaking of Jet, oh, Jet? Jet Howard from Michigan. He's a six eight shooting guard. Is that Juan Howard's son? I don't think so. I, I have okay. no idea, though. No idea. <laughs> sorry. I yeah, I just saw it, and I was just like, hmm, wonder if that's his son. I don't know. Uh, but the NBA also, outside of the very, very rigged draft lottery, the playoffs have been exciting, but also just blowouts. Uh, the yeah. Lakers now, last night on Saturday, they lose another game. They're down 0-3. In the NBA, in a seven-game series, teams that are down 3 nothing are 0-149. There's never yeah. been a team. I'm going to go back real quick to, to save myself. Jet Howard is the son of uh-huh. Jawan Howard, Michigan head coach. I once again called him Juan, and you I let did. me just I... So big middle finger to you. I saw a little smirk trying to be it's hidden like, on your face. Should I correct it, or should I just? No, yes, you should. You should. But Jet Howard, a shooting guard out of Michigan, is Jawan uh-huh. Howard's son. Jawan. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Oh, back jo- to the Lakers, yeah. though. Down 0-3. Jawan Howard's son. I would have known. I'm sitting here trying to figure out who's Juan, Juan Howard. Howard. You have no idea. Well, a lot of people no don't know this, but you and Juan are pretty close. You guys know each other, so you, you can call him Juan Howard. Not many other people can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. 
So the Lakers, back to this, uh, let me get, myself, get ourselves back on track. Being down 0-3, pretty scary. But here's the other thing that's been kind of scary and I've noticed with it. Kim Kardashian has been sitting courtside. She was there their last playoff series. She was there last night. And uh, there's some rumor going around that she's dating Lonnie Walker, the uh, player you know, for the Lakers. I don't know much about Kim Kardashian. She likes the I just know it ain't players. She's not going after the superstars. You know, like Tristan Thompson. No, because they're going to the cheat. Guy. No, they know. They know they can get. They know those NBA players know they can do better. Lonnie Walker's happy to have. Yeah, the you type Lonnie Walker into a Google search. The second thing that comes up is girlfriend. Lonnie Walker girlfriend. And yeah. the images that come up. He's got a type. It looks Kim Kardashian. The other girl even looks a lot like Kim Kardashian. Hmm. And maybe she's there for another player, and I just no one's figured it out yet. But if you got a Kardashian running out to Lakers, you're probably getting swept. Yeah, I just they've looked so bad. They just can't get shots to fall like the Nuggets have. Like it feels like when you watch the Nuggets play, everything they put up is just falling. And you know that's a credit to them. You know you're taking good shots, you're putting yourself in good positions. But then you look at the Lakers, and it's like, okay, that seems forced. That seemed unnecessary. Anthony Davis, you're being just a big old wuss. Please attack the basket. Please get in the post and stay there. Eat the boards, block shots, and put up some shots. crunch time, too. Yeah. Uh, like and the Nuggets just in the fourth quarter. Just dominate and take over. And mm-hmm. um, usually it's Jokic. Jokic, uh, he had an okay game. He showed up in the fourth quarter. Uh, until the fourth quarter, yeah. it looked like they had finally figured him out. Yeah, we were talking about this last night while watching the game, too. Jokic put up 24 points, six rebounds, and eight assists. And it was like, man, he just didn't show up tonight. That's a pretty damn good stat line for a guy that, <laughs> quote, unquote, didn't yeah. show up. That's a, that's a career night for a lot of players. But Jamal Murray should be talked about because he was lights out. 37 points, seven rebounds, six assists, and was so good down the stretch. The, even on a night where it didn't look like Jokic was going to do much, the Nuggets still win. And it was Jamal Murray hitting yeah. big shot after big shot. That dude, he's a legit superstar in the NBA. Denver's just a weird market to where these guys don't really get a lot of attention. But they're a good team, and they're, they're going to be in the NBA Finals. I just, I really don't want to see it, to be honest. I don't want to see it. Be well, they're the so nuggets. boring. It's kind of like with the, and maybe again, that's I used why. To be a Spurs but, fan. That was not an exciting team to watch. Like they were going to play good yeah. defense and hit good shots. They weren't going to do anything exciting. Jamal Murray is a pretty exciting player. I don't want to take anything away from the Nuggets. Yeah, and he is one of my favorite players in the league. So it also makes me, you know, contradict myself to be like, yeah, I don't really want to see it. Like the Jamal Murray. Uh, Damian Lillard type of play, like I love those style of guards. I can just put up shots and take over games. And it's, you expect them to be good. Like you see that they can be good, but you don't expect those guys to be the ones night in and night out leading the team in the way. And he stepped up huge. This was a guy who was a huge difference maker for them in the bubble. And then the next year he ends up getting hurt and tears his ACL. And then it just took him a long time to recover. I think this is kind of like him fully being back, of course. And it shows. And when you do look at the Nuggets play, they're a very well-rounded team. They're staying healthy. Like yeah, Michael Porter Jr., too. holy smokes. You know, and it's just when you sit here and you look at them, 
they find ways they're finding ways to win basketball games and when you got players scoring 14 24 37 17 and 15 and 15 points of it coming off your bench yeah you're going to win games and then when you go look at the lakers it's hey lebron james and anthony davis please do something austin reeves thank you for your 23 yeah and looking back at jamal murray too i was curious where he got drafted he was the number seven overall pick um in the 2016 NBA draft. So just revisiting some drafts. Number one overall pick that year was Ben Simmons. It's like, man, if you could go back and do that one over. Brandon Ingram goes number two. He's been solid. He's been pretty good. Jalen Brown went third. I think you could make it. To the Celtics? He's the third pick. You could make a case for Jamal Murray going number one in that draft. If you're redrafting. I mm-hmm. might take Jamal Murray over Jalen Brown. Who else do you have down there leading up to Ingram, Murray? Simmons, uh, Demonis Sabonis. Not a okay. great draft. Karis Lavert. <laughs> like, is maybe the next good one. Man, really thought there was going to be more there. Isn't he sick? Uh, yeah, but I think he came back. Yeah, that's about Pascal Siakam went number 27 okay. to the Raptors. He's solid. And DeJounte Murray went number 29 to the Spurs. So there, there's some players. That's a pretty solid draft. you got to look deep for it. But I think I would take Jamal Murray first if we're redrafting that one. Jalen Brown would go too. Yeah. Then Siakam's been good, but I don't know. How, how good is he still? I don't know. Sabonis yeah. maybe? I mean, right, leading the Kings back. Ever since being in Sacramento, that's helped him out a lot. But Jamal Murray, I would, I would probably take him over Jalen Brown. And I like Jalen Brown. Um the Celtics and the Heat play uh, tonight. We're not going to talk about it. Yes, sir. Until Monday morning, you probably already know how that game went. I, I think the Celtics probably win this game. Uh, the Heat will win this series. This game is in Miami. I think so. They might go up 3-0. Man, that's just your kiss of death right there. <laughs> because Thanks. I said the Heat will win this series? Yes. I feel very yeah. confident that the Heat will win this series. All right. I'm sorry about you. <laughs> So you're saying it's going to be the Nuggets and the Heat in the finals? Yeah. It's crazy. I would bet large amounts of money, and I'm not a big better. I am playing it very cool on the outside, but inside I am. But I, would, I also, I'm rooting for the Celtics. I want to see Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown go off. But I just don't know if they will. I'm not a big Jimmy Butler guy. I'm not. You're I, not? But he is oh, man. He's great. He's I been love so good it. in the playoffs. Yeah. And even yeah. like I, I love Jimmy Butler when he was. I liked with him the a Bulls. lot when he was with the Bulls, and then it was in Philadelphia. Is that where the reports are? Like, man, he's just he's a dick to play with. Nobody likes to be with this guy. Now it turns out he just he wanted to practice hard, and other players. Yeah, didn't. was it? I can't remember. Did he go from Chicago to Milwaukee? Not Milwaukee. Excuse me. Uh, son of a buck, Minnesota. Minnesota was the one where it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, guys like Carl Anthony Towns, like they just don't want to practice. Yep. And then he went to Philly, and then he went to Miami. Mm-hmm. Is that, was that yep. the order? Yeah, he was in Chicago for a couple of years, spent two years in Minnesota, um, and then one year in Philadelphia before going to Miami. Yeah. And the, the Philadelphia went on a run there too, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I think they ended up getting into the Wasn't Eastern there Conference a deal finals. with him too where they should have gotten rid of Ben Simmons? Was that it, that those two didn't get along? So it was like, hey, you got to pick one of them, and they stuck with Ben Simmons? Um, I th- think it was Tobias Harris. 
because I remember like when he went to Miami and they beat the 76ers in the playoffs the next year, he goes, Tobias Harris, you picked Tobias Harris <laughs> over me? Really? And it's just like, <laughs> they sure did, Bub. Welcome to Miami. Absolutely love to have you. The 76ers, they've, they've been solid over the last couple of years. They're very lucky they hit on Joel Embiid because the rest of their drafts, man, trust the process. It has sucked. It has been Markel so Fultz, bad. Ben Simmons. Oh my gosh! But the, where is Markel is Fultz he in now? Is he in Orlando? I don't know. But he's been hmm. he's been bad. Joel Embiid has been great. He's, been, he's probably one of the top five players in the league. If it's not for him, everybody in Philadelphia is getting fired. Doc Rivers already did, but everyone. Like they, you might have to sell the team. That's how poorly it has gone outside of Joel Embiid. And then somehow fleecing the Nets into trading for Ben Simmons. That was a pretty solid move to bring in yeah. James Harden. Who at the time? Markel Fultz is in Orlando still. Yeah. Just right. to answer that. And so I think that that series, again, if you're listening to this Monday morning, you already know how the game went. I am going to say officially, this game's in Miami. I think the Heat are going to win tonight. Yeah. I think it's tough for them not to. Like, Jason Tatum's going to have one hell of a game. I would say this about this series, though. If the Heat win, I don't think the Celtics are going to just die. I think they'll have a little bit more fight in them. They're going to have to figure something out if they do not win this series. Mm-hmm. Because you need another piece aside well, from Jalen Brown. it's going to be another Tatum year of, like, can you win with Jalen Brown? And eventually, he's going to get sick of hearing that narrative, and he's going to want out. Even if it's 1, not from within the Celtics organization, he's going to want to be able to go and prove it on his own. Like, yeah, I yep. can be this guy. I don't know if he can. But we'll see. I mean, they just truly need a big guy. They need someone that can eat up at the boards and help yeah, score some extra points. Like, hey, we have Jalen Brown. Oh, man, that'd be amazing. Yeah, him in Boston would be great. Sorry, Jalen. And then the, the Lakers, I think that series is over. I don't even think that the Lakers win game four. I don't know where it is. I don't care. I think that they're just done for. I think the Nuggets are like sharks, just blood in the water. LeBron James cannot take being swept in the playoffs. He could, That would destroy his legacy. You're big LeBron. I mean, even coming into this year, it's going to be one of those deals where it's like, Michael Jordan never got swept in the Western Conference Finals, the Eastern Conference Finals. You know what I mean? It's just like Michael Jordan never had this happen to him. And look, like you're going to look at LeBron James this season, and the year that he passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for most points scored in the league, he also gets swept in the playoffs. In the Western Conference Finals, you made it this far and then get swept. I think what we were able to see last night with them slowing down Jokic all the way up until the fourth quarter, and it's like thanks to Jamal Murray for dropping 30 in the first half. The Lakers are going to go, okay, hey, we've got Jokic under control. Let's find a way to, you know, get in and disrupt Jamal Murray, and then we can win a couple. And then maybe this goes to six. So even then, like, losing in six is much better than being swept or gentlemen swept. I think they're going to get swept. If, like, if you, again, so if you tell me they don't get swept, then uh, they lose in five. <laughs> they just look so tired. They're exhausted. They, yeah. They're old and LeBron is very old. He, he's starting to look. He doesn't look his age because he's 38 and he shouldn't be playing in the NBA. But he looks like an NBA veteran who's just been carrying his team all year long, which is exactly what he's done. And it's been very hard. So the fact that he can even do it and be out on the court at 38 is impressive. But he, I think it is catching up to him. 
even uh, last night, he finally hit uh, two threes in a row. He had gotten to the point where he was just not hitting threes. I don't know if his legs are not under him. I don't know what it is. Uh, he's never been a great three-point shooter. But he is, he's kind of starting to look his age, which probably just yeah. means he comes out in game four, drops 40, and looks like he did with the Miami Heat. The, yeah, we're sitting here talking next Sunday about how different LeBron is. I'm like, oh, my God. And he is. He is just built different. Which, yeah. uh, another thing with the flops, man, I hate that. That's the thing about him that ruins his legacy for me. If he gets swept in the playoffs, I don't care. But the, yeah. the flopping is just ridiculous. Did he do last night? It I guess I must have missed it. Was game or not two. been paying attention to it. Uh, him and Jokic were at the top of the key, and Jokic put like a forearm into his chest. And from there, mm. LeBron flopped and then slid across the court all the way to the stands, to the sideline, where like a, a drink got spilled up. And I immediately said, that's the best athlete we've ever seen in our lifetime. Size, strength, he's got it all. But you're letting this yeah. big, fundamentally sound mm-hmm. center shove you that far. Uh, Jokic might be one of the strongest guys in the NBA. You know, it would actually be really cool just to see someone trying to, like, shove LeBron James, and he exactly. just stands there and takes it and, like, doesn't move. And then you're just like, Like, how intimidating oh. would that be? That would be more of a mind game. Mm-hmm. If you, like with the Kobe Bryant thing when uh, Barnes is trying to inbound the ball and just doesn't move. Yeah. I think Barnes has even said, like, I knew at that moment, don't mess with Kobe Bryant. Like, if Jokic tried to <laughs> shove LeBron and LeBron was just like, nope, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Like, which I yeah. fully believe he could do. Which would set like, you then piss him off to where he tries to shove you, and then everyone's just paying attention. Like, Jokic just tried to two hand shove LeBron and didn't, go and didn't even nudge him. Yeah, he took one step back just so he didn't fall I, straight I think back. There maybe like, a, that's it. Maybe a handful of guys in the NBA that could move LeBron if they wanted to. Jokic might be one. Like Embiid is just a giant. Stephen Adams yeah. is. <laughs> I wouldn't mess with Stephen Adams. He yeah. picks up anybody. I mean, I mean holy cow. Be, and those are all seven foot. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Women Yami no. pick him up, tell you that. Chet Holgram, well, he didn't LeBron's play this year because he tested LeBron. You know what? LeBron is tough, dog. Beginning of the year, Chet Holgram said, I want to play. He said, mm-mm, come this lane one more time. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Out That's, the that, is, that will always be the thing that I hate about LeBron. Yeah. I, I, I can understand that for right, sure. Maybe we, we won't because he's 38 and he is who he is. Maybe we see it in game four. Where he's like, you know what? Mamba mentality. I'm not moving off my spot. I'm going to hit threes. What would he, like? What could LeBron do that could come out and like represent Kobe in the Mamba mentality without being over the top and actually where people Drop would hate 81. it? <laughs> okay. I was thinking maybe like like a finger cast deal or like maybe Tear an armband. Like, stay on the court. <laughs> oh, no. Take it back. Take it back. He needs one of those moments, though. LeBron does. He's yeah, he's done everything else. He needs the like a legitimate injury that he plays through. I don't even know if he could do it, and I believe it though. I would have to watch yeah. his knee dislocate and him stay in the air. <laughs> watch it. I would have to hear it on camera. Yeah, and then get the doctor, independent doctor, saying like, yes, I can confirm he did dislocate his knee with just clear video evidence for me to believe it. But you wouldn't watch it because no, you can't handle that. Else do it. Oh, especially the so news. then it's like, well, didn't see it, didn't <laughs> I see it. Talk about it. But he needs one of those defining <laughs> moments. 
He needs a flu game. He needs the, I just tore my Achilles and Even, I'm going to yeah. free throw. Surely he's had one of those and we're just not remembering it. Or it just, maybe we just sit here and say LeBron never needed one right. of those games because he took so well of them. He took so, so much good yeah. care of him. Took Great. such good care of himself. Let me say it four <laughs> different times before I finally say and it. And that right. is to be celebrated, too. I, it, people are always critical of LeBron, myself included. Yeah, you right. hate him. That's okay. There is something to be said about <laughs> the way that he has taken care of himself to where he hasn't needed that, that comeback. So he didn't have to fly yeah. to Germany and get injections in his ankle to recover like Kobe did. Or Jordan, his was a little different because it was a flu. Allegedly, it's probably like food poisoning. Yeah, food poisoning. But, yeah, or just yeah. hungover. Yeah. Oh, you're the only one that ate the pizza. There's four people in the room. <laughs> yeah. You're the only one that ate the pizza. Kind of having a hard His time. His whole legacy that. is just weird. No, Jordan's. LeBron's or excuse me, Michael's. When you really start to like dig into it, it's not great off the court. <laughs> it's, no, he's kind of yeah. a shitty person. <laughs> Like stealing money for like taking money from janitors and betting. Like, come on, man! Yeah. You're worth more than everybody in that building combined, and you're taking money from little curly-headed janitor. Stop it! It's <laughs> <laughs> the little shrug that he does. Uh, yeah, and I mean, just the the consistent like golfing, mm-hmm. like betting while golfing, taking a year off. And now there's a conspiracy theory of was it. Him being suspended for gambling, you know, was the loss of his father, like, actually, like, Mafia a betting related. crime. Yeah, like, you kind of just start to take a deep dive and stuff like that, and you just kind of wonder, like, who is Michael Jordan, yeah. truly? Like, and the thing is, he's been, I was going to say, he's been able to keep such control of the narrative of who he is and his greatness on the court that, like, we may never know, honestly. Like, there are probably some people out there that would just, if you were to sit down and have some drinks with them, you'd be like, I cannot stand this guy. Great basketball player, biggest piece of shit I've ever met. Give me a couple years. Scotty Pippen will do a tell-all. He'll release a book. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'll read yeah, I'd, I'd read the Cliff Notes version of it. Yeah, I'll get the yeah, audio book sure. and listen to it. Let me be, no, let me be honest here. And LeBron off the court, uh, we were even talking about last night. He's, he's a wonderful human being. I think he's made some questionable decisions politically. I don't know about enough about it to even say if he was right or wrong. Yeah. There were some points where it was just like he felt like he needed to stand up and use his voice. It's like, eh, hey, you know, sometimes it's okay to just maybe sit this one out. Yeah, I know there was a big controversy, and I know people like to bring up like uh, sweatshops in China. I don't know what he said. I don't know enough about it. Yeah, you know, I think I he does a really good job of using his platform to speak about some issues that I agree on. But uh, regardless of all of that, he's been a great father. Started a school, mm-hmm. sends people to call, sends yep. hundreds of kids uh, to Bronny college. Jr. Gonna get drafted, and it sounds like his yeah. other son—I can't think of his name right now—Bryce Bryce. is even better. Yeah, I mean he's six eight. He's already six eight. He's a freshman. He's yeah, gonna be a sophomore. If he just transferred year. high schools, he's not gonna go to the same one that his brother did. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I saw that over the Where'd he go? I don't know. Some other high huh. school, but it sounds like he's gonna be very good. He's had the same wife. I know there's some uh, yeah. alleged cheating scandals out there. I don't even know if I believe those. I yeah. think that you're just such a big name Never that people know. like to tie you to that. But he's had the same wife since he was like 16. See, he's a good dude. <laughs> same girl, yeah. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, like, beautiful family. They take care of, you know, whatever they need to on and off the court. 
None of them are in trouble. There's no negative feedback. Like, I don't think any of his kids are going to be the rebellious type. Well, like, they don't seem that way. On Instagram Live. Nah. LeBron's like, I'm the yeah, one that gave probably, him the weed. He's legal in that state. I guess he's too young. Yeah. Right? Like, we weren't doing some stuff when we were 16, 17 years old. Yeah. I was. I was doing all right. too much stuff. I, I was like, not. Mm-mm. God, they I was didn't an have angel child. I got to college, dude, and it was like, what, your mom keep you like, freaking raising underneath the rock? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Opposite. I was. Opposite for me. By the time I got to college, yeah. I spent a couple years having fun. Then I was done with it. By the time I hit 21, man, that must I was be the... to buy alcohol. It's like, man, it's kind of not cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that must be the perk of being the younger child. Because as the oldest, it was always like, you got to lead by example. They're always watching, even though you don't think they are. I was like, they're not watching. And I'd say something outside. It'd be like the word shit. Go inside, little brother's playing cards. like, oh, shit. And mom's like, where'd you hear that? And he's like, Austin. It's like, awesome. Uh-huh. There goes my PlayStation for my a week. My brother's used to... <laughs> Uh, get me to say customers in front of our parents. They'd say oh, some man. word, and they'd be like, say it in front of mom and dad. Like, no, I'm not falling for this trick again. My dumbass, fall for the trick again. <laughs> I was like, they I'm said, not saying yeah, bitch, said, I Matt. say that word. Like, hey, that one's not allowed either. How many bad words are there? <laughs> it was a very confusing uh, time for me. Uh, but we appreciate you guys joining us for the show. Uh, today we'll be back at it again next Sunday, uh, breaking down what's going to happen in these series. Uh, the NBA series will be wrapping up. We'll be looking at the NBA finals. I'm sure a lot will be happening in the world of the NFL. But we appreciate you guys joining us today, and we'll be back at it again on Sunday. So enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll talk to you guys again soon.